Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 24th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. There are a lot of things going on. One, thank you so much uh, for this weekend, your patience. I had no voice. It was terrible. It's still coming back, so I'm going to be trying a little bit, be a little bit quick and I don't know, hold it back today. Um, also, our live stream is not on Twitch anymore. It's on playback.tv moving forward. There are so many reasons why we're doing those in the morning there. Uh, there are no ads for you guys. You don't need to get subs. Uh, we can watch live baseball games together there. So go to playback.tv slash pitcher list. It's absolutely free, 100%. And even if you are blacked out, you can still hang out with us, all right? You just won't see the, the game behind me. So go there. I'm doing all my streams in the morning there instead now and also the list stream today. There's some things to figure out, but uh, it's such a fun transition for us. We're really excited about it, and uh, I hope to see you guys there, especially those that are still in the fantasy baseball world. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to football. I will be here to answer all your questions, so make sure you're there for my office hours, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every single weekday morning at playback.tv slash pitchless. All right. So, SB Roundup from yesterday, Mitch Keller, five innings, six hundred runs, nine hits, one walk, seven Ks, and it's at a point where I'm starting to see the, uh, the, look, Mitch Keller was very weird before. It was a hard contact reduction approach inside the zone a lot, not a lot of whiffs. It's working for a long time because he had such good command. The command has not been as good. Um, the last 10 starts, not even including this one, was a 507 ERA, 136 whip, and a 20% K rate. And I think it's kind of time for us to recognize that Keller is not a top 50 pitcher anymore. It's just kind of how he is. He has a one, uh, sorry, 9.7% overall swing strike rate, with it, which is 159th percentile. Not fun. Alex Fiedo against the Dodgers. Sorry, the Padres did really well. But yeah, four seamers getting 17 over 46 called strikes is not sustainable. And Fiedo's best pitch is a slider. So three whiffs on that. That's not going to happen. Uh, so... Lucas Giolito against the Twins, five innings, zero and runs, six hits, three walks, nine Ks. You'd love to see it. It's really weird to see the uh, uh, nine base runners and zero earned runs um, from Giolito. Only 92 mile per hour heaters and 18% CSW on the side, which is a 45% strike rate, but the changeup was good. Uh, four seamer was located well, and we just kind of move forward and keep starting Giolito. Mackenzie Gore is a cherry bomb, five innings of zero and runs and eight Ks. Got the win against the Giants, and we have no idea if that's going to come back. Ty Block, a block against the Marlins. It was a bullpen game for Colorado. Uh, Brandon Bernardino opened for Chris Murphy. We thought it would be Pavetta, but Pavetta made a relief appearance on Saturday. So Pavetta will be starting, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Instead, we don't care about Murphy. Uh, Jesus Lazardo was amazing. Got a golden goal, 26 whiffs, 38% CSW with 13 Ks. Insane. He's been so, so good this year. Uh, and since the start of May, he has been an absolute ace. Uh, I'm really tempted to give him the Aces Gonna Ace uh, uh, label. He gets the Tigers next, and I feel like just give us one more, and I'll give you the Aces Gonna Ace label, Jesus Lazardo. 
That should be amazing. Um, Julio Tehran did insane stuff. Got his gold star with six innings, one run, three hits, zero walks, and five Ks against Atlanta. Sure, 44% O swing on the sinker is great. Everything is still XM lock, which is essentially middle. Not high, not low. It's middle. And that is so weird. That is not sustainable. I, I don't get it. I, it's just insane to me that he did this, but I'm happy he got his revenge game. Yeah, do not lean into that. Jameson Tyne has had a decent stretch. 5.2 innings, one run, seven hits, one walk, six Ks here. I mean, it was a really good game against the Yankees, not so much necessarily last time. Um, sweeper was something I've been waiting for for a long time. Same with the cutter, really. But the sweeper was something that was very interesting this spring. He didn't really introduce it. And here was the game that it actually looked really, really good. I hope that's a thing that sticks for Jameson Tyone. I don't know if it will. And I'm willing to bet on that. But that's the thing that I'm looking for with Jameson Tyone. And I understand it's kind of funny to be like, monitor this and look at that. Uh, my job is to say like, look, we're not picking him up. I'm not picking up Jameson Tyone. But you can do the stuff before I tell you of saying, is the sweeper still there, right? It's, it's the little things that we remind ourselves that we know that that is a sustainable thing. And if he does do that moving forward, and there is more of a track record that says, yes, this is the thing now, then that makes us confident instead of just saying like, well, he did well, but I don't know if he's going to do it again. Make sense? Cool. Luis Medina against the Astros, five innings, one earned run, two hits, three walks in six cases. Man, that's insane. Against the Astros. This is an amazing start. He didn't get the win, which is really annoying. Five innings and one earned run here because it's the Astros and he plays for Oakland. The last three games we've seen breakers really step forward. That is, the slider was amazing three, two starts ago. Last start, it was sliders and curveballs, and this was the slider again. 28% swing strike rate, 27% usage. Fastballs actually got past up, bats upstairs. He gets cores next. So it's really annoying. You can, he's a sneaky guy. Um, you can stay on the wa- waiver wire, which is kind of nice that we can just let him be there for a little bit. Maybe he does well in cores, but I still even think if he does well in cores, he won't be swooped up everywhere. So... You can just uh, let that one be, and we'll talk after course. Zayvon Curry came in for a bullpen game for the the Guardians, so whatever. Billy Ober, once again, six innings, two hundred runs, five hits, zero walks, six Ks. It's the Bailey special, and it's amazing. Um, I don't think he's an ace because it's never overwhelming electric. You know, it's not like he's going seven innings, zero runs, ten strikeouts. He doesn't have that ability, really. But six innings of two or you know somewhere from two one and three earned runs with likely a whip around like 1 to 115 or 117, right? So seven base runners or like uh, five. And he'll have probably have like a strikeout in inning. Like that's really good and consistent. It's cool. Hunter Brown against Oakland was not nearly as good as it should have been. Six innings, two earned runs, six sets, two walks, four Ks. Why? Because he just kind of threw things all over the place. I mean, four seamers were like down the middle and then secondaries didn't know what they wanted to do. And because it's Oakland... He didn't do well. Now he gets the raise next, and I just don't want to do that. Hunter Brown, to me, has the tools, but he hasn't really found the the rhythm. Right? He knows the he knows the no, notes, but doesn't know the... Uh, uh, wait, hold on a second. He knows the words, but not the melody. There you go. Um, Bryce Elder against uh, the Brewers. Well, he's a streamer right now. Don't think of Elder as someone you have to roster. He's just a streamer against Milwaukee. Six innings, two and in runs, four hits, two walks, two Ks. That's fine. And guess what? He gets the Brewers again. So I guess that's fine. But uh, he's also throwing harder, which is interesting, but still two strikeouts. So who really cares? Five whiffs and 22% CSW. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him again against the Brewers, and that's okay. Uh, Scala Alexander opened for Descofani, who went 4.1 innings of four and runs. So we don't do that. 
And we have a lot of other guys to talk about. Nola, Musgrove, Severina, Manoa, Taj Bradley, Tyler Wells, so many. We're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Aaron Nola, seven innings, three and runs, six hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Curve was down, four-seamer was arm side. And those were the main two pitches for this one. It was really four-seamer curve for the most part. Uh, sinker wasn't really pitched that often, and the changeup was pretty bad. And I kind of dig that he's just going four-seamer in curve. I was shouting that at the beginning of the year. Maybe more change-ups, but the change was bad, then who cares? As long as that curveball is down um, and the four-seamer isn't just allowing tons of mistakes, like, that's great. I know it's three and runs, and he did get a win, but sub one whip, seven strikeouts, like, we were very much fine with that. Joe Musgrove against the Tigers, six innings, three and runs, seven hits, one walk, six Ks. Very close to a very poor quality start. And the cutter wasn't spotted well. Um, I, I I really think that was the biggest issue here, and that's okay, and we just move on. Uh, Luis Severino against the Royals, 5.2 innings, three and runs, eight hits, zero walks, and five Ks. Uh, 10 whiffs, 22% CSW. It's interesting because I think his locations are still very good. Four seamers are up, and the changeup sliders, cutters are generally down, but those were two out of 46 whiffs and that's annoying. And I wonder if he is still telegraphing. Like I saw him live and I, I could tell that he was slowing down during his secondaries and uh, like in the stadium. So I wonder if there's something getting picked up here that is making him easier to hit with uh, the secondary pitches down. But it is kind of interesting to think that maybe if it's that simple of a tweak, then he gets unlocked, Right. Uh, it's just a thought, but as of right now, it's not it. So I kind of just want to wait until he does the thing. Alec Manoa, 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 3 hits, 4 walks, 6 Ks against the Mariners. Not nearly as bad as we've seen from a results standpoint, but... Okay, 41% slider strikes is terrible. It's also 10 over 34 slider whiffs, which is good. So he's getting a lot of good movement on it. He's just not consistent with it. Kind of reminds me, honestly, of Senga's forkball in this way. That does not have a high strike rate pitch, but as long as it gets like double-digit whiffs, everything's fine. Thing is, the other stuff, the sinker and the four-seamer and the changeup are not good. The changeup is so bad. And the four-seamer and sinker were like, ugh. So, at least Senga has more in his foundation, like with the cutter, really, uh, is the main part of that four-seamer and then the okay slider. And Minoa doesn't have those, right? So, you got to... Got to figure out more strikes to the slider. But if you can get out of the zone for a higher than 30% of a swing, then maybe things can go well. Uh, I just, I don't want to go after Manoa right now. I feel like it's, uh, maybe at some point this year, it, it clicks back in, but I don't want to chase it. Taj Bradley against the Orioles, five innings, three and runs, five hits, one walk, six Ks. Yeah, great stuff. Honestly, 
Um, he's not walking anybody as much as, well, he's not walking as many as he used to. Strikeouts are real. Um, I think Taj Bradley just gets better with time. I don't think that he's all of a sudden going to be like a command guy, though. I think it's going to still be inherently volatile. Like, it's Tyler Glasnow, right? It's a mini Tyler Glasnow. Just think of him like that. Tyler Wells, on the other side of that against the Rays, 4.1 innings, 300 runs, four, uh, one walk, four, sorry, one hit, four walks, five Ks, I got there. The command was really bad. Um, sliders were fine. Like, they were, they were, they were good down in, in glove side for the most part. Four seamers did sometimes get upstairs, but like, changeup and cutter were just so bad. Uh, and Tyler Wells is someone that really needs to be getting that pitch separation effectively, right? Um, if there is a sense that the, that this is starting to turn into a pumpkin for Wells. I'm not quite there yet. Um, I think it might just be a little bit of a valley, and I'm going to start him against the Yankees next. I'm not ready to just completely abandon ship. Uh, Luke Weaver against the Diamondbacks. I mean, I should mention, sorry, with Tyler Wells. He is throwing more innings than he's ever thrown, I believe, and uh, that could be a factor, too, that there is fatigue involved. This is often where we start to see those impacts happen is August. Uh, So we're getting right up there, and we'll see how he handles it. Luke Weaver against the Diamondbacks. Terrible line. I mean, just not good. I don't need to say anything about that, but there is a new cutter, 4.4 ticks harder. And he's also held on to the new four-seamer velocity from like 93 to 95. So he's trying stuff. He's actually inherently doing good things. Um, and the cutter is just a new pitch. It's not, don't think of it like, oh, he's also increased the velocity in the cutter. No, that's just new. Um, where he's not trying to get as much a loop like a slider. He's trying to actually be like a proper hard cutter. And maybe that can work against lefties, but the thing is he doesn't, he needs a slider because the changeup is already the nullifier for lefties. Uh, so that's, I don't quite agree in my view of like, just from a, uh, pitch design standpoint or like a, a, an arsenal design, but Hey, maybe this works. Maybe it's like he's experimenting at least. Jose Ruiz, it was a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks. We move on. Martin Perez against the Dodgers. It was against the Dodgers, and the command is not what we what it used to be. Like we had really good pitch separation in the past. It's not there right now. Tyler Anderson was our streaming pick against the Pirates. Got the win. But nine base runners in six and four earned runs. Yeah. It was really annoying because he only had one earned run in six, and then he allowed three earned runs in the seventh. Like the first three base runners came on, and that was it. Ugh. That's so annoying. We were so close to a really good stream there. I mean, we got the win fine. And also to see 15 over 50 whiffs on the changeup is so good. That's a 30% swing strike rate and 52% usage. Normally when we see more thrown, we see a dip in swing strike rate, right? Because he's not able to selectively use it and counts that would get those whiffs. To see that 30% is so good. The four-seamer and cutter um, were not as good. Um... And I know I'm saying, like, it was six innings and one run. It was great. And then it was just bad to start the seventh. Uh, but if that four-seamer and cutter were, like, the thing, too, man, this could have been insanely, insanely good. Uh, it makes me kind of interested. But it's Toronto next, so we're not doing that with Tyler Anderson. Brian Wu against the Jays. Six innings, four runs, four hits, one walk, seven Ks. The whip is great. The Ks are great. He got a loss and it was four and runs as he allowed two home runs. You know? Uh, and that's really it. Uh... The four-seamer got whiffs, 10 whiffs. It wasn't the best locations, but fine. Sinker's not getting as inside as I want in the slider and cutter or whatever, but it's still a very, very good four-seamer. And I think this is the kind of thing with Wu is that he has this, uh, you know, when things go right, Wu can actually be like insane. 
Um, but he's young. He's a rookie. He's figuring all this stuff out. He's going to get better over time. And I actually don't even know when we're going to see his next start because at some point he's going to get limited. I don't know how they're going to do it. We're going to limit him. I don't know if he's going to get the next start or not. But I feel like we just keep starting for as long as they let him go. Jordan Montgomery, um, the bear, as I like to call him, because of Jormont from Game of Thrones was from Bear Island. The bear got messed up by the Cubs, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, but um, zero out of 16 chained at whiffs. It just isn't what he does. And he should be much better with that moving forward. Five and runs in six innings. That's just whatever. Jordan Lyles against the Yankees. Five and runs in five. Okay. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is not someone you want to start. 2.1 innings, five and runs, 10 hits, two walks, two Ks. Not fun. And don't consider starting uh, Carlos Carrasco. And Emmett Sheehan against the Rangers. It was against the Rangers. And if you consider Emmett Sheehan a Toby, there you go. You don't start him against the Rangers. If the secondary command gets better for Emmett Sheehan, there is a lot of opportunity to turn into a Holly that is a very stable rock for you. He's young, and he's still figuring that out, and he gets the Reds next, and I don't really want to start him there. I want to see him showcase the skills of those of the slider and the changeup, and then when I feel good about that, then we jump back in. You have five walks here. Oh boy, eight earned runs, 3.2 innings. Not, not fun at all. Looking forward to today's games. We have Luis Castillo, Yu Darvish, and Kenta Maeda as the clear auto starts. Logan Allen is a stream against the Royals. I don't understand how he's streamable. Tarek Skubal, despite the poor start last time, I'm definitely going for this against the Giants. Christopher Sanchez against Baltimore. I think he's in a good enough groove. Yeah, Brios, but it's the Dodgers. And Dean Kramer, who did not look good last time against the Phillies. I think you'd do all of these. Um, Kramer is an interesting one because I felt like he was locked in before and he took a step back. Was that a Vargas rule? Was it not? I think we gave him another chance. Questionable start here. It's not Nathan Eovaldi anymore. Uh, the Rangers did the right thing. 93.1 miles per hour last time, so he's getting his start skipped. Good. John Gray is against the Astros, and John Gray isn't in the rhythm that we want him to be in, but uh, maybe he gets back into it this time. I don't know. He gets the Astros. I'm not a fan, but yeah. Um, he took a comeback our last time. It's shorter than the last one, so... Uh, Good luck, John Gray. I don't want to do any of these questionable starts. I never want to. Like I say, I'm leaning bench, but sometimes it's more aggressively than others. This is one of those. Graham Ashcraft against the Brewers. I don't trust the cutter command. I know the slider could be good enough and the Brewers are not that great, but it's too risky. Ryan Nelson just had a really good start with his cutter and I don't buy it. I guess the Cardinals. Brandon Bilek just did well in cores and now he gets the Rangers, but we all know that it wasn't supposed to go well and the change wasn't good in that one. I just, no. Ross Stripling against the Tigers. Maybe I should be raising him higher because he's able to go five innings, but he also doesn't have his changeup from before and he hasn't gotten 80 pitches. So I just feel like it's going to be like four and change and not that great. Uh, Colin Ray against the Reds. Quinn Priester, Priester against the Priester? Priester. I'm going to say it's, it's obviously Priester, Nick. <laughs> Against the Padres, Patrick Corbin against Rocky Road, um, Ryan Yarbrough against the Guardians, whatever is going on with uh, the Rockies, we avoid Michael Grove against the uh, the Blue Jays, and Adam Wainwright against the Mex. Obviously, do not start any of these. All right, looking forward to tomorrow's games, Tyler Glasnow, Corbin Burns, Blake Snell, Pablo Lopez, George Kirby, Justin Verlander, Julio Urias, and Andrew Abbott. All pretty clear auto starts there. Whoever you want between Lopez and Kirby in that duel, take your pick. Urias does get the Jays, and you might be hesitant on that one. I think he's fine. I know it was a bad start last time, but he's good enough. Andrew Abbott against the Brewers. I feel like, yeah, if you have him, you're definitely doing that. Probable start here. You have Charlie Morton at Boston, which might be an auto start, but also we recognize that Morton is volatile, and Boston could jump on him. You know, like, this, that happens. Alex Cobb had a terrible start last time, but I imagine the splitter will come back. 
and it's against Oakland, and I feel like you got to go with that. Eduardo Rodriguez is going against the Angels, no trout, and Rodriguez's command was really good. Last time, the other side is Griffin Canning, our stream pick of the day, which I can't believe, again, that we can stream against the Tigers. He's had such good strikeout ability. He just went so, like, he go after Griffin Canning. Cool? Okay. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the White Sox seems good to me. Change of command was back last time. That's great. Sinker command's good. Last two are interesting. I could flip them if I wanted to. Stimiger Herman and Chris Bassett. Herman gets the Mets. Bassett gets the Dodgers. I'm a little more scared of Bassett's floor because of the the Dodgers. But then again, I mean, you just start Bassett. Don't overthink this. And Domingo Herman is sh- like, I think he had 26 whiffs or something ridiculous last time. So you got to roll with that with the curveball being so, so good. Uh, question will start to you. You have Edward Cabrera against the Rays. It's unfortunate it's the Rays because Edward Cabrera did look pretty good last time. Still like sub 50% fastball which, strike rate, which is hilarious. Um, but uh, I think you still go with it. Taiwan Walker against the Orioles. We don't know if he has the Walker Magic still, or Taiwan Magic, I should say. Uh, and it's in Philadelphia, not in Baltimore. And Stephen Matz, really interesting approach. 95 mile per hour sinkers upstairs. I really like that. Changeup is needs to be a little bit better, and curveballs have been really bad. So I don't want to go with it against the Dynamax, but I'm very much paying attention. He's a cherry bomb to me. Aaron Zavalli against the Royals does seem like it should be good. However, he was down over four ticks on his fastballs last time, and that's terrifying. I feel like there's an injury here. I don't even know if he's going to make the start. Uh, Merrill Kelly might be coming back against the Cardinals. It's not Zach Gallen. I heard I saw a report that Zach Gallen's on Wednesday. I really just wanted to make that point. So if it's not Merrill Kelly, it'd be someone else. But if it's Merrill Kelly against the Cardinals, it's still ill to me. Uh, so I don't start him, but I'm excited that he's back. Uh, Kyle Gibson against the Phils. You never know what you're going to get there, so whatever. And Michael Kopech is a desperate strikeout play against the Cubs, where it could also be decent ratios. The do not start tier, Nick Pivetta against Atlanta, which is also a strikeout play, but that's Atlanta. Um, J.P. France against Texas. He's a Toby. You don't start Toby's against Texas. Trevor Williams against the Rocky Road. You don't want to do that. Um, Waldachuk, no. Austin Gomber and Rich Hill and Zach Greinke and Cody Bradford. All right, that is it. I'm getting my voice back. I hope I'm okay. I'm going to do the list stream today very softly. Um, but uh, but thanks so much for all your support, guys. And join me on playback.tv. It is such a cool place. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. I'm here at Babbitt's Below. And your strikeout's high.